What up, homie? Hey, man. Hey. How you doing? How's your week? <laughs> my week was um, my week was good. I on Monday gave my notice at my current job after 13 years. Wait, wait, wait. Did you go like this? Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. You're cool. Fuck <laughs> you. I'm out. I, I, I didn't go that route. I was, um, you know, I was you just very... sent them the gift. Of... Um, no, I, it's so, so <laughs> I kind of, the person who's kind of been like running the IT department, who's not an IT person. I kind of sent her a, 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 a message. Hey, can we, can we do a quick zoom call this morning? You know, and that's always like, oh shit, like what's yeah, going yeah, yeah. on the pike? Oh, I love it. So yeah, you know, so for those who don't remember last year in April when COVID hit, you know, they decided to close down the LA office to where I work right now. And they basically kept us on to, you know, uh, transfer of knowledge and that sort of thing. And my end date, if I would have stayed through it, would have been April 30th. So we were getting really close to the wire. So a couple weeks ago, I get hit up by this like company. The interviews move fast. It was like within within a week, I was like, "Oh shit!" I think I just got myself a new job. So the company, yeah. it, the company is a tech company. So I actually get to say, "Oh well, I work for a tech company nice. in Silicon <laughs> Beach." You know, no big deal. Um, Where's Silicon Beach? Is that a thing? Yes. Oh. <laughs> Silicon. Wait, 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 yeah. Explain. Where's that? S- Silicon Beach. Is that like it, Beverly Hills Beach? I mean, I don't know where Beverly Hills Beach is, but exactly because they don't got a beach, right? So Silicon <laughs> Beach is close to the ocean. So basically, it's next. It's between. Does it really have a beach? Uh, if you count Playa del Rey as part of this, yes. Okay. Okay. So it's so it's part of this. Um, how do I explain this? It's this. I'm, I'm gonna Google it. Yeah, it's this community that's been in Mar Vista for some years now. It it, it was. And it sat there for years. Howard, I think one of Howard Hughes's um, airplane hangers is there, and Google moved into there. So there's a lot of tech companies that are actually moving it's into funny, that area. So when I Google Silicon Beach, a bunch uh-huh. of like businesses come up that are calling themselves that, but not or like Silicon Beach Medical Center, Playa Vista, California. <laughs> right. So, Silicon Beach Treatment Center, Los Angeles. Silicon Beach Talent, Santa Monica. Silicone, yeah, but it's like, is there a real? Is that a, so? Is, it's, or is it like adjacent, and they're just calling? Is that like Rolling Hills Estates when it's really just Rolling Hills? Basically, so they okay, basically okay. took the area that was like uh, Playa Vista, Mar Vista, Marina del Rey, and like the outskirts of Culver City, and then just kind of dubbed it Silicon Beach. Got okay, gotcha. Dubbed it. Dubbed it. And yeah, so luckily that you know this this company is back in my um neck of the old neck of the woods in yeah, Culver I was gonna City. Say, okay, so you used to live down there. You liked Culver City, didn't you? I love Culver City, but the problem is is that I got priced out of Culver City because it's so expensive to live down there. But the you cool thing house, is you got a house with a pool now though. <laughs> I got it dude, I mean you've seen my backyard. Um mm-hmm. I I literally had a, a Zoom meeting the other day in, in the backyard because why not? Um but they're gonna let me work from home. So Yay Yay. Yay, work from home. I I would say that if this would have happened early on during the pandemic, I would have been a little apprehensive about that because it did take me a while to get used to working from home. Really? Yes. Yes. That's true. I remember, yeah, at first you were like, man, I like the socialness. I like talking to people. That's true. So you've adjusted. I've adjusted. Do you prefer it now? I prefer it. 
Yay! Welcome, welcome <laughs> to Team Stay Your Ass at Home. <laughs> to, to, to Team Introvert. Yay! <laughs> you know, the, the good thing is, is it, one of the important things that was highly on, on the top of my list was a good team. I've worked with that's the awesome. same, that's, yeah, the that's same team. Yep. I've worked with the same team um, for years, right? So uh, like me and my boss have been together at the, at the office for 13 years. <laughs> and so the important thing to me with looking for a job, you know, I, there was uh, obviously places I applied to where I'm like, it's just going to be a job. Like it's just going to be a tech job, blah, blah, blah. When I met these guys, they kind of more centered on culturally. Do I fit? <laughs> That's awesome. They're like, sure, you can learn stuff and sure you have, you, you can have this, you know, these kind of soft skills or whatever, but what's your personality like? If your personality does not fit with our culture, then maybe this isn't the place for you. Wow. So I was like, holy shit, like this is amazing. Like this place will be so dope to work for. So I got to, I got to meet like the team I'd be working with. I got to meet one of the, like the founders from like mm -hmm. way back in the day who's high up and he was just cool as shit you're hard not to get along with when you need to be i mean you have the same skill set as i do i you can turn on the charm when you want to you be fucking charming you could be the most charming goddamn person in the room when you want to be yeah and turn that shit off when you don't want to be <laughs> and, right well you know it, it's it's i i explain it as me being a trained extrovert because i never saw myself as an extrovert i always saw myself as an introvert and, and what is a trained extrovert? Uh, basically somebody who's introverted, who's trained themselves to be outgoing. Okay. So you trained yourself. Yes. I, I don't like, I, as a kid, I was always an introvert. Um, I would have much preferred being an introvert and I had to train myself to be outgoing. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm quite the opposite. Yes, as you a are. child, I remember... <laughs> hosting my school programs on the mic and in an auditorium and shit like that. But I have no idea where I got that from because both of my parents are quite introverted. My mom has flipped. She was very shy as a child and a young adult. And then she flipped like in her thirties and forties. And she's like, she'll talk to fucking anybody now. <laughs> um, my dad, no, he's been an introvert his whole life. So I don't exactly know where I got mine from. Yeah. But I think, you know, I've, I've, I was that way as a kid, and then when I worked in the entertainment industry, I developed it as a skill. It's the schmoozing skill. It's the schmoozing skill. Is what I called it. And when I worked in the entertainment industry, it basically killed my... Sure. <laughs> it killed my... Uh, I mean, I could still do it when I need to, but I don't like to. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I've kind of flipped the other way on that point. I, okay. Again, I'll use it to win it to my benefit. Right, of course. Um, and, and, and it's a good skill. It's good a great skill. skill. I, I, I think I, I feel like I honed it the most when I worked at the airport, honestly. Yeah, there working. you go. I mean, the, the more, the places where you work with more people, I mean, yeah, Jesus, when I was doing PR. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the job, you know, working the front counter and having to tell people that their, um, flight got canceled in the most nicest That's way. Fun. How fun. It was definitely a. A training day. I would love that job now. Uh, well, I yeah, just, I would just love to disappoint people all day long. Be like, oh shit, I, son, your flight ain't going nowhere. When the coworkers like, crap, this person's flight got canceled. I don't want to tell them. Hold up, let me do it. <laughs> Hold on, Karen. Let's go get Chiba. 
Tag me in. Tag me in. Which which would be kind of awesome if if your uh, name tag actually said Sheba. Right. You know, it's like, ma'am, is that your God given name? Um, yep. It don't matter. Baby Jesus gave said. it to me. It's it's my name. Well, back to you. Congrats on the new job. Congrats Thanks, on giving man. your uh, notice. How how so? How the old job take it? I always want to hear that. Was it, oh, you got to see your face. It was a Zoom call. It was a Zoom call. So. It, it, it's I, I got two different reactions from the two people who um, were, were mostly affected by this. So uh-huh. the person who's running the department at the moment who's not in IT, she at first looked a little shocked, but then was very happy for me and very congratulatory, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, the other person I told um, was very congratulatory at the beginning and then just let it start to sink in, like what this means. <laughs> Um, because mm. now things get a little more difficult for them to move this office here in LA to, yeah. you know, their right, other Because office. you ain't going to be there in April to help them. And look, if they want to throw cash money on, at me on the weekends, um, money right. always talks with me, but if it, if it ain't talking, then I ain't walking. You know what I'm Did you tell them that? I told them, I'm all, look, if, okay. if you, if you guys still want the help on the weekends, I would be more than happy to help you in a consulting rate uh-huh. <laughs> you know um mm-hmm. I, yeah it's hard to work at a place for 13 years and not be somewhat attached to it and, and sure. kind of want to see Even the best though, i mean the, i think the easy part was it's kind of yeah it's kind of a whole new place now really so yeah Man. yeah it's, it's a whole new place but at the end of the day it's it's still a place i spent a lot of time with and a lot of systems i i ended up babysitting over the years which yeah. are you know you consider your babies after a while so yeah, um, uh, my last day is this Friday, Ooh, and my fun. first day is next Monday. Oh, so you're going back to back? No time I, off in between. You know, it's um, yeah. Might as well jump right in. Might as well jump right in. I'm kind of excited and want to get the ball rolling. So yeah, by the time that we talk next weekend, I will have finished up at my old job and be on the the precipice of my new opportunity. Exciting! Exciting! Yeah. How was uh how was your week? My week was mellow, but my husband got some awesome news. Yeah. Um they, you know, he he's a chef at a local winery. He, uh, he he's been working off and on this year cuz of COVID. We're open, we're closed. We're open, we're closed. It's a restaurant, you know. So he was off like last, you know, March, April. I think he went back in May and then they told him that he could be up for a review in December. And then December, they closed down again for, for COVID, sent him home again. So he was like, fuck, you know? So he opened back up February, beginning of this month. And um, there's a new person in charge. She actually used to work in the, that runs the uh, hospitality center, the manager. Okay. She used to work for the company. She left. They brought this other guy in. He recently got fired. And then, um, so they brought her back. So oh, she's okay. familiar with the company. She knows she's worked with other chefs and stuff like that. Uh, Josh has been pushing for, hey, you know, what's up with that review? Because, you know, December, you didn't get it in December, that kind of thing. So he's been kind of going the extra mile. Like last week, he has Mondays and Tuesdays off. Last week, uh, one of the sinks in the kitchen was backed up. So he went in there on his day off and met up with a handyman to take care of it. And he made sure that woman who was there saw him. Right. And... So then this week, all of a sudden, she came at him with a raise and oh. a, new, a new official title of winery chef. 
What? That's a he, dope title. He did not have that title before. They were only calling him the head bistro cook. Oh, that doesn't sound as snazzy as 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 winery chef. So the way you get a chef title is uh-huh. either by going through culinary school, which he did not do, right? Or a restaurant that you work for just gives it to you, and now you can you can have it forever. So now he can call now now he now he yeah, can be fuck, chef. Yeah, he, winery chef is on his resume now. Oh shit, Chef Mo. Yeah, <laughs> I mean they've been all calling him that anyway. I mean he's so the old chef left during the first shutdown, right? And he wasn't coming back. He wasn't from the area. He didn't like it. He didn't like his boss, who was the guy that ended up getting fired. Okay. It might have been better for him. Who knows? Whatever. Don't care. He's gone. <laughs> so that's I... why Josh. Josh got put into the role, but they wouldn't give him the chef to a role name because, well, you didn't go to culinary school, and we're not really doing a whole bunch right now, so we'll see. But then when this new woman came in, she goes, I've worked with a lot of other chefs. I've seen how hard you bust your ass. You do everything here that a chef's doing and above and beyond. So, yeah. So she gave him the title. That's so dope. And, I mean, and the owners and everybody grew to the, the owner loves him fucking loves him i mean and like all the people that work there love his food and stuff like that so I, i'm i'm going to change his contact information uh in my phone to chef yeah to chef to, mo you can call yep, him chef mo, chef mo. I, I, i'm chef josh i mean everybody there calls him that they were calling him that anyway the funny thing is well sure like, cuz you know yeah. you're in the kitchen and and that's and he I was mean, the head of the kitchen yeah right. i mean the servers and everybody that's how they refer to him oh, yes chef got it chef thank you chef you yeah know, so the funny thing is, is like this, this boss lady, they had an um, employee appreciation night last night. And uh, this boss lady told Josh, she goes, okay, I want to play a prank on everybody though at the meeting. I'm going to tell them that, you know, we've been looking for a long time for our new chef and I want to introduce them. And I'm going to like direct everybody to the door like somebody's walking in, but then like you stand up, you know, and yeah. like, okay, oh, whatever. I'm right here. So I go, how'd that joke go? And he goes, nobody got it because they all thought I was the chef anyway. <laughs> Everybody already had the spoilers, you guys. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, but it's funny. But that's awesome for him, you know. And yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm, sh- I'm sure he's pretty. So when did this go down? This week? Yeah. Yes. They they're, they announced they announced it at their yeah this week thing last night, and he got the paperwork. Awesome. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Hey, hey, you know what? Maybe maybe parts of 2021 aren't aren't so bad. Not yet. So now I'm like, are there any wineries in Hawaii? That need a winery chef. Oh, I'm sure there's wineries in. No, no, I have to look up. I, I really have no idea if Hawaii is a grape growing climate or not. You know, but but it, it might not. Look, it might not be a great growing climate, but it's not that they can't buy grapes from somewhere else. Yeah, but it's just, I have everything imported there. It costs way more money. I gotta look into it. I gotta look into it. But see, that part doesn't matter to you guys, right? Because you guys would be working. He he would be working for the company. He wouldn't be working. He he. What did he? Where does he care where the grapes are coming from? As long as he works for a fucking winery, you know. As long as as long as, as long people could be for a company is gonna pay him. Dude, as long as he's with a company that's going to pay him and he can drink wine in Hawaii, like, check it Well, the check. reason I brought up Hawaii is because I don't know if you remember, but I was doing research a few months ago about, like, where chefs make the most money in the country. And for yep. fucking some reason, it was Hawaii. <laughs> so I'm like, I believe it. I could live there. Yep. I would <laughs> Even go visit I'm pretty sure they hate us, but. <laughs> and you know what? After we'll be a while, really, really nice and hopefully that they'll like us. Look, man, after <laughs> a while, you just become a regular and. I'll have to put on that schmoozing charm again. Look Look how many people have moved to L.A. and all of a sudden they're like, oh, I've been in L.A. for X amount of years. I'm like, dude, you're from L.A. at this point. Like, don't even don't even sweat it. Same thing with Hawaii. I'm sure after. I, I feel like it's like 10 years. 
I can I can see ten years. Uh, my friend and our friend Rachel lived in New York um, for nine years, and then she came back. She's like, "Oh, I almost made it." <laughs> almost? Nah, yeah, too bad. That, that... she was from LA and came back. Oh, to close. LA. Now, girl, you LA. Yeah, no. Nah. She was to the Dodgers anyway. She was at that point. She was just LA adjacent. Yeah, it's funny because we've called her that too. <laughs> uh, let's start the show. We got an interesting one to talk about today. All right, here we go. Let's hit that. Uno, two, three, four. Yo, it's the Goody Squad. What up, party people? Um, Goody Squad back at ya. Um, guess who's back in the motherfucking house? Fucking Goody Squad. <laughs> um, X and uh, Chiba here, episode 96. 96. This week we are reviewing the film Antebellum. You can currently view it for free on Hulu. It's mm. starring Janelle Monet. It came out in September of last year, directed by Gerard Bush and Christopher Renz. Um, I remember actually seeing a preview for this film last year uh-huh. and going, ooh, that looks good. And we went uh-huh. to watch it, and for a while it was video on demand. You had to pay for it. It's like, yeah, I'm not doing that. So, yeah, now you can watch it for free on Hulu. So I'm curious because that means that you, you saw the previews of that Correct. movie and thought, oh, shit, like I want to see this movie, right? Correct. Okay. I actually added it to my list of things to watch, you know. Okay, so in looking up facts about this movie – I found out that the trailer for this movie was kind of misleading. Um, from what I remember, and it's not like I watched the trailer more than once, it gave me what I thought it was. What the trailer gave me what I thought it was, it just um, gave me a different twist to what I thought it was going to be. I definitely thought it was a modern black woman who got stuck in antebellum times and found herself on a plantation slave, but I didn't know how. So that's... That's what I got from the preview. Okay, because apparently they used uh, CGI elements in the in the commercials to give people the impression that she was one teleported. Um, there was a, a a glitching effect in one of the planes flying over the plantation, and there's a point where one of the little girls or the little girl that shows up on the plantation is kind of like has a ghostly effect to her. Hmm. So, so I'm like, huh, I, I, I found this out shortly before we, we came on. So I wasn't able to like look for it, but I thought that, well, that's pretty fucking misleading. <laughs> well, interesting. We'll get more into that when we get to the spoilers, but I don't remember any of that from the original trailer okay. that I saw. Okay. It might've right. been in there. I mean, because yes, I originally thought that, well, we'll get more into it when we get to the spoilers sure. a little bit. Okay. So. Uh, the movie's like, it's not long. It's only like an hour and a half, or hour and 45, I think, at the most. The interesting thing to me when I was looking into the movie after the fact was that um, it was directed by Gerard Bush and Christopher Renz. The reason why I brought their names up is supposedly they were the producers. And I say supposedly, so I should probably click on them and find out. One of the articles I read said <laughs> they were the producers and worked with Jordan Peele on Get Out and Us. Okay. Well, i Peel directed Good Out and Us and also wrote it. So uh, I'm saying all the magic is in Peel's hands and not these two fucking guys because I hated this movie. 
Wow, really? Yeah. This movie. So, so what I found out was that Gerard Bush got the idea uh, from a nightmare he once had, and he initially thought it would uh, be a good the good basis of a short story, but then later developed it with co-director uh, Christopher Wren's uh, into a sp- screenplay, which turned into this. Movie. Okay. He should have followed his gut reaction in a short story because after I watched this movie, I turned to my husband and said, this could have been a one-hour Twilight Zone episode. Okay, yeah, it definitely could have been a lot shorter. Um, I, I agree with that. So basically, we uh, the movie starts with uh, Janelle Monet. We see her on a uh, – uh, she's on a plantation. There are some slaves that are trying to escape. We're, 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 we're led to believe that we're, we're dealing with the Civil War at this yeah. point. Yeah, I mean, it opens up on a, on a plantation and stuff. And, you know, we, we're kind of tr- trying to figure out what's going on. Um, I'm trying to think of how much we should – I mean, the whole thing's kind of spoilers. I mean, yeah. should we just get into the spoilers or how much – okay, let's talk a little bit more before we get into that. Some of the other people that are in the film. Yeah. Jetta Malone, who I like. She played um, the plantation do- uh, do- owner's daughter pretty yes. much. Um. I, she she's was, been in a bunch of stuff. She yeah. was. I loved her in. Um, she was. She. My husband goes. Is that the girl from Hunger Games? I'm like, yeah, Joanna Lumber. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember her originally from one of my favorite movies that she did as a young actress, which was that Saved. Yes. Um, oh, that's yes. right. Okay. Love that fucking movie. I like Jenna Malone. Yeah, me, um, me too. So I, when I saw her in it, I'm like, oh, awesome. Because normally when she plays a role, like she really either makes you like really like her or really dislike her. True. And and I definitely disliked her character a lot in this true. movie. <laughs> true. And I like her as Joanna in Hunger Games. Yes. Um, it starred Janelle Monet. She is um, mostly known as a singer. Um, and then she's crossed over to acting recently. Did you see her in... Um, the NASA movie, Hidden Figures? Yes. Oh, great movie. Great, Love yeah. that movie. She was great in that. Um, yeah, that was an awesome movie. Yeah, so she's been doing a lot more acting these days. So she starred in this. Also in this was um, Gabby, and I never know how to say her last name correctly. Mm-hmm. Sibide, Sibide, Sibiri, Sibide. Sidibe. There you go. I love her. Um She's from Precious. She was in a few seasons of uh, American Horror Story. I love right. her, but I feel bad at this point. I feel like she's always just cast as the sassy, fat black friend. Yeah. When she, Which, what she was in this so much movie. more than that. Yeah. Yeah. Totally was. So, um, um, so, so back to um, the, the, main, uh, the main character. Our, Janelle uh, Monet played Janelle, Veronica. Yes. Slash so what, you said she was a musician, right? Yeah. She was a singer. So what would have been her big hit? Um, let's see. Uh, she was a singer and a rapper uh, for Atlantic Records. She's got eight Grammy uh, oh, nominations. It doesn't look like she's actually won any. I don't know that she really crossed over big mainstream. Okay. Um, I think she was a lot bigger in, you know, um, in urban and the hip-hop community. Okay, so because... she was a little more hip-hop than anything then? Yeah. Okay, got it. Um, let me go to her musical career. Um I know that there's – oh, actually, it's funny because on my pop station that I, uh, I'm i on in the afternoons, there's – you know that group Fun? There's a song. Yes. It's, it's Fun featuring Janelle Monae. She's on one of their songs that's popular. I'm going to open up the, uh, the Spotify and take a quick – Oh, there you go. A quick look since 
I'm not familiar with her. I mean, I've seen her singing on award shows and things like that. She's really good. I don't, but I don't, uh, I can't name a song. And I know I don't really have any in my collection. <laughs> so we will do the deep dive right now. We're going to give it, come on, load up for me. What it says one of her, um, her first single, Electric Lady Queen, featuring Erica Badu. Prince appeared on one of her albums. Oh. Well, apparently my Spotify player does not want to open. Ooh, hold on, I'll pull it up on my phone. I'll try quick. it one more time. I can get it quicker. Janelle. Or maybe if I have the app on here. Let's see. Okay, maybe the app will work for me. One, All right, one here moment, go. please. Here's their most popular song. It's called Make Me Feel. Oops, sorry, hit the mic. Baby, don't make me spell it out for you. All of the feelings that I've got for you. Can't be explained, but I can try for you. Yeah, baby, don't make me spell it out for you. You keep on asking me the same questions. Okay. So she's got a nice voice. She's oh, yeah, she's got a really nice voice. And now Spotify works, so let's see her number two song here real quick. Okay. This one's called I Like That. Oh. Well, that's a good beat. Mm-hmm. What, what? Sometimes a mystery. Sometimes I'm oh, I like this. She's got a real nice voice. Yeah. Okay. The debut album came out in 2010. Alright, I think uh, I might have to go back and uh, revisit this crate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, that's nice. I like it. All right. Okay. Look at her. Miss Janelle Monet. There you go. Represent, represent, Zet. Uh, she was also in Moonlight. Um, oh, she did a voice in the new uh, Lady and the Tramp. Oh, I saw that. That I did see. Mm -hmm. uh, and this uh, Antebellum, I think, was the most recent thing that she was in. I'm trying to say she, um, TV. Mm, nah. Nah. Anyway, yeah. I like her. She's cute. Like I think ever since uh, I saw her, first, I think Hidden Figures was the first thing I actually saw her. In. But I knew she was a musician before that, but I wasn't familiar with her music. Got it. Looking through my facts of this movie here, um, something that won't spoil the other ones I can talk about after. Uh, so it says horror films, including The Shining and Silence of the Lambs, served as inspiration for the film. The butterfly motif on the posters is an intentional homage to the butterfly effect in 2004 and silence of the lambs from 1991. Now I'm trying to think of like how that equates. Vague. It's very vague. I just feel like everything about this whole film was vague. I feel like without getting into spoilers, here's what I didn't like about it. I feel mm. like there was really no character development. The main character we knew that she was like a, a writer. Okay. We knew a little bit about her past just from a brief shot of her home life from pictures on a mantle. Okay. And then 
everybody else was even worse. I mean, like, so the other people that were on the plantation, some of them were, you know, knew what was going down. Some of them were trying to escape. We knew nothing about them. No. We didn't know their real names, you know, or how I, I would have liked to see maybe how everybody else got there or maybe even more backstory on the plantation, really. We didn't even know why. We didn't even know why. One yeah. of the greatest reviews, though, I read about this film says, um, <laughs> at its heart and at its best, Antebellum is a grand play on what we know people really mean when they shout, make America great again. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, you, you know, it's it's it, when I started the movie, I thought it was going to be a little more Jordan Peelish. Agreed. Um, you know. Obviously, in movies, you know, these kind of movies, they just stress me the fuck out because it's sure. like, you know, damn, man, come on. Like, this is what white people need to see, you know? Yeah. And, and, and But then, like, as the movie kind of progressed, I'm like, okay, where are we going here? Okay, fine. She wants to get away from this thing. I get it. And then there's kind of that, you know, where I won't spoil it, but there's that cut scene where you're like, okay, well, now we know something's up, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. you see her in a completely different light. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, well, all right. So, um, yeah, I mean, like, wait, there was another, um, there was another review. Uh, gosh, I was trying to remember it right now. There was another article I read. Oh, they were just talking about how, at its best, it's just like a, a revenge. You know, the revenge that you wanted yeah. to see the slaves get, kind of thing. Yes, like it, it, this is a movie that I watched with, um, with Homegirl Jen. Uh, last week which is when mm-hmm. we talked about it and stuff mm-hmm. and the funny thing is is that there were like at least four parts in the movie where she's like oh this needs to happen and then it did right uh, <laughs> that's what i don't like about a movie yeah well i mean but i'm glad it did happen because it was those things of like the revenge stuff where you're like at least give me the revenge stuff i mean you the know. thing is is like you know 40 minutes into it, you know, she's on this plantation the whole time before you get a glimpse of what's really going on. I don't think they needed to spend 40 minutes of plantation slave life. We all know what went down. Right. We really don't need, I mean, I'm not, I I don't think they did the violence and the graphic for any other reason than to just be shocking. It's not like it was 12 years of slave that like almost put you in the place. It didn't go that far. No, no. You didn't care enough about these people because you didn't fucking know enough about them. I just feel like it just did it for shock value. Yeah. Like, like the oven. Yeah. I mean, you're just, just, yeah. I mean, even the first, you know, you see her getting beat, you're getting branded and all that stuff. It's like, you know, I actually thought it was going to be a lot worse. Yeah. You know, and they, but they didn't do that. Yeah. So it was almost like that could, again, I felt like it could have been a one hour Twilight Zone episode, (laughs) which I think I've seen before done better. Oh, really? Um, Yeah. Okay. So remember the Twilight Zone movie? Um, Yes. But it had four stories on it. Right. Um, that they redid the guy on the plane. Shit, I don't remember now. But one of them was, and I don't remember if this one made the cut, but it's one where the main actor died, Vic Morrow, because he was shooting the film. And, um, oh. he got his he got decapitated. I sorry, I laughed. He got decapitated by a helicopter shooting oh, the film. Shit, that I my don't da- remember. Yeah, I mean, my dad. I bet you anything he'll remember because I remember at the time in the eighties, which were sick jokes. Like it, it almost became a verb. Oh, that guy almost got Vic Morrowed. You know? It's oh, jeez. Like, oh. Um, so I don't remember. If they left that story in the film, I recall they cut it. I see. 
it, this might be one of those urban legends. I swore I saw the story <laughs> because I know I saw the movie in the in the in the theater. But right. I think like every time they printed it after that, they might have cut it out because the guy died while filming it. it situation. Okay. But the story was about a, a, this racist old man, and everybody that he hates, he gets sent back into time as them. So he shows up as a black guy on a plantation. He shows up as a Vietnamese guy, Vietnamese guy during the war. He keeps showing as a Jew. You know, he pops back and forth in time as all these people that he hated. And yeah. now he's being hunted and, you know, and kind of learns a lesson kind well, of thing. Well, I don't, I don't know why that reminds you of this movie because that sounds really cool. Right. Um, that's what I thought it was going to be, something and like a that. a lesson learned kind of movie. Yeah. Uh, there was no lesson from this movie. Well, yeah. I, it, to me, <laughs> so it, it definitely. You know what the lesson in this movie is? Don't uh, use Uber by yourself as a single woman, which I refuse to do anyway. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think that. I, I think to your point, I think they could have used the the situation of of being in the in that time period a little more. I it, it, it they spent too much time, like you said, too much time there, but didn't really explain. Um, you know the backstory of these people who you know right you you introduce them us to them you, you kind of throw them in the story like you know there's the one woman who has the 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 um the miscarriage in the in the, the woman in, who shows up at the plantation that knows who she is that thinks she's going to lead them out of there there's another guy right. that she's kind of talking to on their plantation we don't know nothing about him no we didn't even get like a cut scene at the end going whoo that sucked or you know i'm glad you know that happened you know uh, no, we were just kind of like uh, left to assume that, you know, everybody had a happy ending, but that was just all assumption. <laughs> um, you want to give your ratings of the film real quick before we get into spoilers? Uh, uh, four point, point, points. Um, zero to four. Zero to four. So zero. So something is like zero worse being, than you hated it. Yep. Zero, zero like, would be zero would be this. Right. <laughs> if you can see my face right now for zero it's the emoji with just the straight line mouth yeah. the, that's what I call, I call it the face mm -hmm. um, so zero to four I'm going to give it a I'm giving it a two yeah I'm giving it a <laughs> and, and I will tell you the only reason I'm giving it a is because it, it, it did give me one thing I didn't expect, which I'll get to in the spoilers. So uh, sure. if you want to watch the movie and come back from the spoilers, go ahead. If you don't want to bother because the movie was crap, in my opinion, and we yeah. might be saving you some time, then, then hang out through this small intermission. <laughs> and just listen to us rant about it. You're welcome for saving you the hour and a half. <laughs> There you go. You have been <laughs> and warned. And we're back with you spoilers. You had your 10-second warning. Spoilers. We're talking about the film Antebellum, starring Janelle Monet. Came out last year um, and just finally available for free because we had to pay for it before. Man, I'm glad I didn't pay for it. 
No. I would have been pissed. Yeah, no. <laughs> free, free is good. I mean, you kind of paid for it if you pay for Hulu, but, you know, you, you can at least excuse that and be like, well, it's part of the thing. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, All yeah. right, so, we have uh, spoilers. Let's hear uh, it. Janelle Monet pr- plays um, uh, a woman in real time named Veronica, and on a slave plantation, they're trying to beat the fact that her name is Eden into yeah, her. Yeah, and, and she's a yeah, she's a she's a writer. Yeah, so the, like the first forty minutes, she's on the, again. She's this uh, slave named Eden on this plantation, getting all the things that a slave gets handed to them on the plantation. You know, Brett mm-hmm. said branding, raped, beaten, whatever. Um, we do see that she is talking to other people. Some guy keeps coming to her door. She keeps shooing him away. Uh, we see her bouncing around her cabin trying to figure out which boards squeak and shit like that. To, to, to try to, I mean, with the, the, I'm assuming, you know, we're watching this with the intention of escaping at some point. Sure. Well, the film started out with, again, two, two people trying to escape and getting shot down in front of everybody. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so basically, then we find out uh, the general of the plantation is coming to her cabin every night, basically raping her every night and staying there and sleeping there every night. Um, so I, I knew from the trailer, I could, when I originally saw it, I could tell it was a woman in modern time who was suddenly put back into plantation times. Now, you mentioned earlier that the trailer supposedly used some tricks to make us think that. I don't recall that, but that is absolutely what I thought, that she got transferred into this time somewhere. Me too. I, I thought it would be some like, weird story because at, at first I'm like, you know, because she's very confident, and I'm thinking to myself, is this going to be some like weird back-ass, like she's confident black woman? So she gets stuck in, goes through time to get like, you know, broken of that. Like, what the fuck, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so at first I'm like, okay, I'm not digging this, and yeah, I well, and we see, we see. So then, yeah, it starts to to kind of like open up a little bit, right? So once once we see that she's an author in real life, and we yeah. Start we start seeing certain people from the plantation in real life. It, you, you're at that point kind of trying to figure out, okay, maybe it's the hotel. Right. It, These people the, are in real time. The people you've noticed, yeah, the, Jenna Malone's character conferences her. Or you see um, one of the other women who we saw on the plantation at the hotel desk being bitchy. Turns out there's a lot more people in the background that I didn't notice, but I was definitely looking for them also. Yeah. So, yeah, so then we wake up 40 minutes in, you know, Janelle Monet wakes up in real time. Her name's Veronica. She's a successful writer. Uh, she's, you know, um, yeah, the strong black woman's got a, you know, family, a husband and, and kid. They live very well from them showing us all around her house. Um, you know, she's got, they show her in modern time how, you know, she gets these microaggressions and she gets, you know, the, the, they go to her and her friends go to a restaurant and they want to put them in the corner, you know, yeah. uh, you see them coming up against, you know, racist situations in, in real life and, and things like that. And it's pretty funny. I think how her friend dealt with it <laughs> again, Gabby, <laughs> Sibid- Bay coming in as you know sassy friend and yeah putting people in their place which is kind and of not funny. putting up with shit which was yeah. was was the funny parts yeah <laughs> like she was good i'm like okay it was cute it was a little much but it was cute um and then uh yeah so what happens is uh there she's leaving dinner with her friends she gets in what she thinks is her uber lo and behold white girl plantation daughter uh, is is driving the thing and her husband which was the guy who runs the plantation pops up from behind and you know beats shit out of her chloroforms or hence she wakes up on the plantation so then we find out um i guess to me that was the biggest twist and i guess when it okay oh, so, so she so the, the biggest twist to me was when um 
we just see the fucking the general on the horse who's now asleep in her cabin and then um we see we see his cell phone ring and he goes and gets it i was like oh shit we are in modern times that's fucked up yeah the only reason i gave it one star yeah is because i didn't think we were in modern times yes yeah that was that was the scene where it's like oh shit okay i mean it i thought that was like the the coolest part like you said Um, right it basically explains everything from that point on but that's pretty much all you need all it explained is that was modern times (laughs) yeah so then we come to find out that it's this the general is a senator in real life he's up for a re-election he has this civil war reenactment farm and then back in the deeps behind it you know they got the slaves going on so people can really you know beat some slaves that they want to i guess one of the earlier clues too was um did you see when they were burning the cotton that they were picking yeah and we're like why are they burning the cotton and at that point we realized i think they were in modern times because i'm like i guess they don't need it or i'd already figured it out you know it's like yeah i thought that was very strange but i i don't think i i understood why that was happening because i think we saw the plane go overhead at that point too which did not have a glitch in it in the film it was just a plane driving yeah i don't remember but i remember thinking i remember josh going why are they burning the cotton i'm going i'm guessing they don't need it yeah um but anyway um like we were saying, it spent way too the first 40 minutes of telling us what goes on on a plantation, which we already know, when it could have given us so much more character development. So, again, there are a couple uh, this woman shows up on the on the plantation who knows who she is, who knows she's a writer, and says, You're a leader. Why aren't you trying to get us out of here? You know, yeah. she ends up not being able to take it and hanging herself. But at the end shot, when you see her hanging, she's got this butterfly tattoo on her ankle. So, you're like, Yeah, definitely modern times, you know, right? Well, and that, and that, I guess that's the callback to the butterfly. Uh, you know the butterfly um, stuff in the in the ads and and the posters right. and stuff, which I thought was just random. It's like, I just Very, thought that's how. I mean, yeah. to me, it's just they just played it in with that. I didn't get yeah. any other meaning with the whole freaking you know science of the lamb shit or whatever. So right. Okay. So um, apparently, apparently at the beginning of the movie, um, it basically if if so I'm gonna read this fact that basically if you knew this it would have spoiled the movie for you because you would have been like oh okay I get it. So the soldiers in the first act of the film um, start chanting the words blood and soil, which is a phrase used in Charlottesville um, in the protests back in 2017. The phrase is a nationalist slogan that expressed Nazi Germany's ideal of a radically defined nation body uh, represented by blood uh, um, united with the, the, uh, the settlement area represented by soil. It's a little detail that foreshadows the plantation that Veronica's on and that it that she's trapped and that it's in present day. So apparently if you remember that saying from that protest, you would have been like, okay, well, there you go. I, I, I had no idea. No, no idea. I mean, I heard him chant that and I, I honestly went to my husband going, I feel like I need to start watching movies with these subtitles on like my father because I can't understand them half the time. I'm oh, like, no. Are they chanting? And he goes, I, blood and soil. I'm like, okay, I thought so that's what they said. I always leave that? the... I always leave the subtitles on. I, th- that all started with when little home slice was, was a baby. Cause sometimes we'd have to keep it down. Um, if she was asleep with us, like on the couch or something. So that way we can see what, what's saying, but as they get older, they get louder. So it's yeah, actually a good true. thing to, to leave on yeah. if you have churn. Um, so you can actually pay attention to the movie still. They also said that the um, slave that was trying to run away at the beginning that gets killed had a nose ring. And I remember oh, seeing that, but at first yeah. I thought, well, maybe it was she straight from Africa, you know, so I didn't. Yeah, I, I remember seeing that, But that was also that too, a but... clue to its modern times. Okay. 
Yeah, I, I I don't know the history of nose rings, so right that that got lost on me. Um, so the one the weird weird contraption though. So the beginning yeah with the bells around with the bells. I'd never seen any of that before. Not um, meaner. I've seen torture devices used on slaves, but I've never seen the bells. I'm assuming that's just you know it's going to clue them off if he moves. Right, but I'd never seen that in other period pieces, Mm-mm. so I didn't know if that was a newfangled bullshit. I don't know. Um. So, yeah, so there's people on the planet. There's a couple. I mean, so now we find out everybody there is modern times, but yet there's only a couple people that are talking to her and trying to get out of this. It's like, okay, is everybody else just okay with where they are and have succumbed to the fact, you know, who the fuck are all these people? So we find out that Jenna Malone, who plays the daughter of the general running the farm, she, when Janelle Monet Charlie finally escapes, um, she's, uh, it's great when she traps the guys in the crematorium too yeah uh, one's just there with the they deserve with yeah. the torch and yeah that's a pretty like slow-mo scene which is uh, that part that that scene was really cool yeah so she's she's escaping on a horse because we found out earlier when they did a cruise of her home that she did equestrian riding because we all saw a picture of her on a horse that's all of the past we got of her we knew right. that was going to come in later it's the only thing <laughs> they showed us about her fucking past wait a minute i'm stuck at old times but i know how to ride horses yeah this is gonna work out swimmingly so Jenna Malone goes chasing her down, and um, oh my God, with the guns too. I'm like, how many fucking bullets are in these goddamn guns? These are not revolutionary era guns. <laughs> well, at that point, I think that once the once the veil was lifted, they started using more like automatic new... weapons and shit, yes. chasing her down. That's some bullshit. At least yeah. if you're gonna have a slave farm, play fair, fuckers. And even the guns weren't fair back then. Shit. Right. Anyway, sorry. Spend 20 minutes trying to load it like an asshole. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Stay right so there. Anyway. I gotta load this thing. So Jenna Malone's character is chasing her down, and she's, of course, confessing everything at this point because we got to fill holes somehow and says she, she handpicked everybody to go on that plantation except her, which her father picked, I'm assuming from seeing her on say, CNN or TV. Right. I'm assuming because that's all we know. Yeah. And again, all we know is that her, da- her dad's a senator that's running for re-election. Right. We don't have a lot of information other than, and it's like, than that. I'm assuming the reenactment camp had been set up for a while and didn't just pop up for this election. No, no. So I, I, so my impression was that, you know, that there was this park that they use for these reenactments, but they, they found parts of the woods there that were, you know, not have, you know, there wasn't anybody living there and stuff. So then that's when they kind of like made base camp kind of far off into this park. I don't even know. It's like, did you have to pay an extra fee to get into that part of the camp? I'm assuming because it didn't look like the people in the front when she was charging out on the horse knew that shit was going on. They looked fucking surprised. Is this part well, of the act? If, if you notice, there's a quick sign when she's coming out of the woods that says like, don't enter or something or quarantine or some weird uh-huh. sign to, to, to kind of basically tell you, oh, this is why like normal people didn't come back here and be like, oh shit, son, like this is fucked up. Maybe so they, they didn't see that. Yeah, it was like towards the end. I'm like, oh yeah, look, there's the sign where that they're they're gonna use that as the excuse of that's why nobody ever saw that part of the park. Okay, uh, missed that, but yeah, okay, so okay, that explains that, which I assumed. But then again, it's like he didn't just build this camp to try and get votes from his racist friends. It's like you know, no, we this really was got no more backstory than that. Yeah, this uh, we just assumed this was like some leisurely weird shit that they did, and we don't know how long it's happened. So maybe like. You know, this has always been happening since the Civil War. And, you know, they were like, oh, no, we're just reenacting wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And then, like, <laughs> having their creepy little, like, plantation or whatever. So, yeah, there's a lot of 
things we're just we're just we don't know the only thing know? we find out about the guy on the plantation that's helping her escape is that he was a professor she calls him professor at one point so yeah. again i would have liked to find out who more who the other people were you know take away all the 40 minutes of crap that goes on in the plantation of gaming give me more backstory on everybody else everybody including how this fucking farm came about you know or yeah. again shorten it keep it that short story idea yeah. And okay. I, well, if you're going to keep it like this, then definitely the short story version would have made a lot more sense because you're not giving us a lot of background. Yeah. I think if you would have given us more background on these other people on the plantation, I think it would have drawn you in more to like... Yeah. And again, even the plantation itself. Yeah. On like, why, why is this like a family thing? Yeah. You know, and that's yeah. the part that was very confusing to me with the, with the hotel scenes because, you know, she flies out basically to you know wherever this this uh this conference is and that's where she gets abducted but there's like creepy things in the hotel like there's pictures of the the plantation in the hotel and you know there's the creepy little girl in the hotel and i'm well that was her daughter and we're assuming that she's brought her daughter with her and she's she, raising her daughter as a freaking racist sure but but it's just at that point it just seems like there's something Does she train the kid Hey, go go go! Pop in, and now the elevators are hallways, and look like a ghost to freak these people out. Say boo! <laughs> I got you! I got you, bitch! Um, that's the, see, that's the part where it was confusing because at that point I had thought, okay, so this this hotel was built on the land of the plantation, and that's why she oh, you got still thought sucked. Maybe it's a back in time thing. A back in time thing mm. where like there, there was something spooky about the hotel, you yeah. know? But then it went the other way and then it was just like all right it's not about the hotel they, it, they were just misleading you to think it was had anything to do with the, the hotel that she was and i thought the whole i mean you know there even with the whole butterfly thing it was the butterflies like signs of the lambs the whole fucking little girl in the hotel was very shining oh yeah absolutely and they were just standing there at the end of the hall oh stop stealing that shit too yeah like oh mommy's got to run a, a a meeting at the hotel just just keep your your garb on we'll just go in real quick <laughs> uh, okay but but I would like to wear some pink. No, no, just keep your garb on. Look ghostly and pale. Look, look, yeah. Just, and just see-through. Transparent. You're fine. You're fine. You look at spookies. <laughs> spookies. Uh, yeah, we see the little girl in the plantation earlier. She got to name all the slaves. Give them new names. Yeah. Oh, isn't that cute? Aren't <sighs> you so nice? Jesus. So, and obviously, it sounds like from the grand scheme of things, comparing this to a Jordan Peele movie is not even... In the same neck of the woods. <laughs> As she miffs. Pile it under. Don't ever have to watch that again. Yeah, I, I'm not going to add that to the rotation. Um, mm -mm. No, I'm good. I mean, look, uh, the Jordan Peele stuff stre stresses me the fuck out. And it, it's something I have to be really in a, in a specific mood to see. Because it, it's so stressful, but yeah, no, there's no reason to go back. Like, I got the premise of this. I got it. Um, I'm glad I saw it, but... Right, I wanted to, so I would have watched it anyway, because I, I remember the trailer sucked me, and I thought it was something it wasn't. Gonna, it wasn't. <laughs> so we're just going to go with, meh. Yeah. Meh. Let's just, meh, this movie. Um, I'm going to go ahead and pick our next film. Oh, cool. So that way I can post it up on yeah. Instagram for because those I, of you I who follow us on Instagram. It, oh, okay. it was one of those. I was like, I, last week, I'm like, hey, I watched this. You need to watch it. And I want to watch it again anyway. Okay. So um, it's called The One I Love, starring Elizabeth Moss and Mark Duplass. Elizabeth Moss, you know, from Handmaid's Tale. Uh, she was also in Us. Um, 
And Mark Duplass was originally in The Mindy Project, and he's also a character on The League. Um, they're a couple that are struggling in their marriage, so they go, their uh, shrink tells them to, why don't you guys get away from the weekend? I have this special place you can go to. Okay. And that's all I'm going to get. It's on Netflix. Netflix. That's where I needed Sorry, to Sorry. It's on Netflix, and it came out in uh, 2014. 2014. Uh, so- like I said, stumbled across it. We watched it. I, 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 I uh, had some interesting thoughts about it is all I'm going to tell you for now because we don't want to okay. spoil our reviews. <laughs> no. It's like, huh, well, you got two reviews in one, lucky bastards. <laughs> I'll definitely uh, watch it again. Okay. So it's called The One I Love. It's on Netflix with Elizabeth Moss and Mark Duplass. All right. So I've written that down for episode 97. All righty. So episode 96. Um, <laughs> in the books. And the books. Um, we'll do that. How about that? Thank you all for listening as usual. Um, hope you like our new format. If you have any comments, suggestions, or haikus, please let us know. Actually, I did get a text from Dad telling us a movie that we have to watch. Well, Ooh, he usually okay. just sent it to me and Josh, but I'm like, nah, fuck it. I'm going to put it on the goodie squad list. Right. Make, make everybody like um, sit through it. <laughs> um, I don't want to tell you about that now because we already got the other one on deck. So. Okay. So just we'll add keep, it to we'll the keep list. That under wraps. I have it on. Yeah, I have it on our to watch list. All right. So how many? How we'll many movies? It, how many movies do we have on this watch list that there's we have? Actually, there's another one I watched last week. I forgot to. I told you too that you had to watch. Um, okay, add it on there. Okay, you know what? Um, we're just gonna mention it, but you don't have to post it yet. It's called I Care a Lot on Netflix. With oh, Res- okay. I did see the preview for that. Okay. Yeah. All right. So our, I, I did. I did see that. So that's on the list. So how many movies deep do we have that we we still have? We got that watched? one. We got that one. There's a few. This dad recommended. That's okay. uh, one, two, three. I still want to watch Farewell with Aquafina. Okay. And. Did I catch would the, last week or the other day when we were talking about a movie? Did I hear you mention you have not seen Gone Girl with Correct. Ben Affleck? And okay, then you might have to fucking watch that because okay, it's a goddamn good movie, and I would love to get your opinion on it. Huh? Okay. So I, I added that to the list too. It's on um, Hulu. It's on Hulu. So okay, good. That at least it's on stuff that people yes. can watch this stuff and. Uh... We're not yeah. going to make your like we said last One, week. We're not going to make your hard your life harder on you. We're, we're we're giving you reviews of movies that you have the ability to just go in the next room and watch. Yeah, if you have these subscriptions, I mean, we're all Amazon Prime, Hulu, Netflix. You got to have at least two out of the three. Yeah, <laughs> and if yeah, and the third, just find somebody's password. <laughs> Absolutely, just just use a friend, or or just go to a friend's house and be like, oh hey, I know we had plans, but let's just watch a movie. <laughs> And then, exactly. ju- and then just watch the movies that we're recommending. You and, go. you know, if, if your friend tells you to come over to watch some bullshit that we've seen and didn't like, then be like, nah, man, I heard it on some podcast that that movie was some bullshit. <laughs> See, we're so helpful. We're, we're, we're very helpful here. All right, Coolio. All right, well, with that, goodie squad oh, out. Wanna, oh. we'll, wrap, we'll wrap up our ratings again real quick since uh, we did the first half. So, again, Antebellum, not big fan. Uh, yeah, I gave it. I gave it a, out of a zero, being the absolute worst. The only reason I didn't give it a zero again was the one twist that oh, it is modern times. Okay, yeah. I wasn't expecting that, so I yeah. gave it a. Meow. Yeah, I'll give it a. Burp, burp. So maybe a one and a half. I, okay. I brought it down. You want to change that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. See, and and luckily, if you stood, you stayed with the with the podcast, then you know that, you know, um, things changed, and <laughs> were, were were you know at the beginning you thought it was a two, maybe it's a one and a half now. <laughs> If you didn't come back, now they don't know. <laughs> now you don't even know how I really felt about the movie. 
I don't there even know go. no motherfucking insurgents. Right? <laughs> oh, Cat Williams. All right. Uh, Goody Squad, episode 96, X and Chiba. Oh.